Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. As we continue our discussion on the topic of prayer, we come to a passage of scripture where Jesus teaches the disciples based on their request. They said, teach us to pray. And then Jesus would go in and give them the model prayer. And he also would give them an account or a story here to teach us some very more in-depth practical truths about prayer. Now, we looked in the last week's episode and kind of saw what Paul was teaching about prayer, that we need to be more than just a prayer, just a general prayer, being very specific, Jesus now will turn our attention to kind of a motivation in prayer for us, what will motivate us to prayer, or what should motivate us to prayer. And we come to Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 13. We find uh, Jesus giving what we refer to as the model prayer, the Lord's prayer. And then he gives a story here to teach a deeper truth. And he says this, uh, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot arise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And then he would go down and give great promises to our prayer life as far as answers to our prayer. He says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And so we'll break this down and try to see what Jesus is teaching here. But in our passage, we see this friend comes. He's uh, He has a friend, shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me. So here, this man is seeking for someone else. This is a prayer of intercession. And we talked about how Paul uh, challenged us really to pray for ourselves, pray just general communication. But a big part of prayer is interceding for others. It's seeking the presence and hearing of God on behalf of another. It's not just a, just a, a general prayer for someone, but you're pleading the cause of another. And there's so many truths that Jesus teaches in this passage, but we see here he is seeking for someone else. This is the essence of intercession. Not only that, it's not just a uh, just a quick prayer, hey, bless them, uh, God, please help this person. This is a very specific prayer that Jesus is showing us to pray for others. And so selfish prayers will not be answered. We understand that from James 4.3, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your own lust. But why on earth should we pray on behalf of someone else? Why not just pray for ourselves? Well, one, Jesus gives us the example. He tells us to pray for other people. Jesus prays for other people. Uh, This is a way to love one another as we're commanded. I mean, think about it. How comforting and encouraging is it when you know someone is truly praying for you? Now, we know we have people who will say, hey, I'm praying for you, praying for that situation. And sometimes we believe they're praying, but, you know, we may not put much thought into it. But then there are those people in our lives 
that we know are praying for us. You know when you have a situation coming up, you're going to shoot them the text. You're going to call them. You're going to say, hey, will you please pray with me about this situation? Why? Because they're going to truly enter in uh, to prayer with you about that situation. So this is a prayer of intercession. It's also a prayer of Jesus. Think about what Jesus is doing for us right now at this moment. Romans chapter 8, verse number 34 tells us exactly what he's doing. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather that is risen again, who even who is even at the right hand of God, watch this, who also maketh intercession for us. Why should we pray for other people? Because Jesus is praying for you right now. Think about that. Jesus Christ right now at this moment is standing uh, before God, sitting on the right hand of God, and he makes intercession for you and I. If no one else remembers to pray for you, Jesus has already prayed for you. And Jesus gives us the example to pray for others. But I would say here, Jesus is teaching, yes, we need to enter in and pray for other people, but he's going a little bit deeper here, and he's telling us why this man is praying the way he is, why he's truly seeking uh, this friend for another friend. And we go back to our passage. We see he seeks because he has nothing. He says, for a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and watch this, I have nothing to set before him. He has nothing to give. He has no bread. He can't produce any. It's too late. He can't run to the Walmart that's open 24-7. They don't have that. There's nothing that he can do. Like he's helpless in the situation. You realize we cannot save people? That lost coworker, family member, uh, friend, classmate, whoever it is, you cannot save them. But God can. You can't heal people. We can try to get them medicine and medical help. But you and I are helpless when it comes to miraculously healing people, to get people to wake up, to see through a biblical lens all that's going on in our world, to get people out of that dangerous relationship, to get people off the drugs. But you see, God can. So he has nothing to give. He has no ability of his own. And you and I need to see ourselves in the same position as this man, because that's where the power of prayer or the motivation, if you will, for prayer comes from. We have no ability of our own, so we must seek a higher power. You see, prayer is asking God to do what we ourselves cannot do. And so it's so important that you and I can come to an understanding that we have no ability of our own. We have nothing that we can offer. And so we lose so much through prayer because we don't pray one or we don't persist in prayer. Because we don't come to the realization that we have nothing. So many times we feel that we can fix it, that we can take care of it, that I prayed once for it. Here in our passage is showing, and we'll see this, the, persi- the persistence produced the power in prayer. It wasn't just a one-time prayer. You know, I've often wondered, this is the God of the universe. He knows all things. I've asked him for it. Why on earth do I need to keep asking? That doesn't sometimes make sense to me. If he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful, I ask for it. Why do I need to keep asking for the same thing? But we see that taught in Scripture. It doesn't matter what I think because it's a uh, teaching throughout Scripture. And here Jesus is emphasizing that. He says here, and he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bread. I cannot arise and give thee. He got a no. He got a, hey, you're going to have to wait till morning. 
but that wasn't going to work. Verse number eight, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he's his friend, not because of the relationship, yet because of his importunity, as his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needed, not just a little bit, not just, uh, I mean, but as many as he needed, whatever he asked. So his persistent calls his friend to give him as many as he needed. Now, this is relaying over into our spiritual life. That as you and I get persistence with God, he will give us as many as we need, or he'll give us the fulfillment of what we are asking. But what caused him to be so persistent? Because it's easy for you and I to pray and ask for something and kind of forget and kind of move on. But here, the power of nothing, him realizing I have nothing. He had one objective and could not produce it on his own. Therefore, he would not stop until he got it. When you and I realize we have nothing, only then do we start to pray. Once we realize we truly have nothing and realize we can't manufacture it, we can't fix it, we can't produce it, only then do we start to pray because you realize we can't do anything about it. It's out of our power. Now, what is it about nothing that produces this power in prayer? It's like it's the last resort. We realize we've come to the end of ourselves. There's no other alternative, and so in some way we're forced to pray. But it also causes us to pray differently. When we know we're unable to fix it, we know we're unable to do something about it. Now, why on earth does Jesus teach us persistence in prayer? Why, the question I asked earlier, must we keep asking? We understand God hears us the first time. But one, we can tell how important our prayers are by how quickly we forget them. If you're truly seeking God for something, God can kind of weed out, if you will, uh, the things that may be just on the spur of a moment, may be an emotional prayer. But if it's, if it's something you're truly seeking God for, you're going to communicate with him. And sometimes the more we communicate with God, asking for this thing, this open door, this healing, uh, this raise, this, this direction in life, his will, whatever it is, as we communicate with him, because remember, in our previous episode, we talked about prayer is communication, but communication goes both ways. Sometimes we need to pray. Many times we need to pray and then stop and be silent so the Holy Spirit and God can speak back to us. And so sometimes as we're praying for the same God, as we sit silent and as we talk with him and truly communicate, can begin to say, hey, you need to guide this way. You need to pray more in this direction. Hey, no, that is a closed door. You need to pray about it in this regard. And so as we continuously come to God and we knock, 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 God says, hey, I'm going to answer you. And sometimes that answer may be a complete no. Sometimes that answer may be, hey, not right this moment. Sometimes that answer may be, hey, you need to pray about it this way. Or it may be, hey, we're going to look at next week. You need to pray about it and fast. And so the persistence in prayer is really all about communication with God and a relationship with God. Remember, everything's about bulls back down to you and I knowing and following Jesus Christ. And that persistence in prayer, it just brings us into constant communication with him. So we see here he seeks because he has nothing. And then we'll see lastly here in our passage, he seeks because he knows he will receive. It's very interesting the promise that Jesus gives here. He says, and I say unto you, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened unto you. 
And so here we have the promise of answered prayer. It's almost like a blank check. You just fill in whatever you want to. So when we ask, we need to get up expecting that we have already received our prayer request. Why keep asking? We've kind of talked about that. We'll finish up here. It keeps us reliant upon him. It keeps us seeking him. It reveals how serious we are in that prayer. It teaches us persistence, perseverance, and earnestness in our prayer life. Because we have nothing, guess what? It has to be of him. And would to God that you and I prayed like this man knocked. Would to God that we prayed for our lost family members, co-workers, classmates, those that are around us, our leaders, our family. Would to God that we would pray for revival and for the gospel to go forth just like this man knocked. He knocked until the gentleman opened and he continued requesting until the gentleman provided. And God desires for you and I to step into the area of prayer with him to, to ask to be persistent in our asking. Why? Because of our importunity, he will rise. Because of our persistence, he will rise and give you and I as many as we need. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.